Hello, creators. Save the date for our 2024 Creator Circle Retreat happening September 23rd through 26th in Vancouver, Washington, United States. Registration is open and the early bird deadline is March 15th. The 2024 Creator Circle Retreat will be four days of restoration and rejuvenation for yourself and your business. And you can find all of the details at wellnesscentercreators.com slash retreats, where you can also click to apply. As always, feel free to email with questions anytime at kendall at wellnesscentercreators.com. And lastly, it's important to note that the retreat is limited to 20 people and everyone from last year is getting ready to register again. So jump on it. As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Before we jump into today's episode, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, Jane, a clinic management software and EMR. Whether you're just starting to do your research or you've been contemplating switching your software for a while now, the Jane team understands that the process can feel intimidating. That's why their goal is to provide you with all the onboarding resources you need to make the switch as smooth as possible. Jane offers a personalized call to set up your account, a free date import, and a variety of online resources to get you up and running quickly. And if you need a helping hand along the way, you'll have access to unlimited phone, email, and chat support included in your Jane subscription. If you're interested in learning more, book a one-on-one demo at jane.app slash switch. And if you decide to make the switch, don't forget to use the code wellness1mo at sign up to receive a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Lori Kennedy. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Lori, we're going to get into uh, some specifics today around building online programs. But before we do that, I'd love if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners and share a little bit about your story and how you got to be doing what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So I have been in the alternative health and wellness industry my entire adult life. I've never had a corporate job. I started off as a personal trainer when I was 19 years old uh, in university. I am Canadian and I went to university in Montreal, Quebec. And I became a personal trainer because I wanted to have a job that paid above minimum wage that I could work around my university schedule. I'd always been in movement. I was a competitive dancer. I was a competitive gymnast growing up. I was a gymnastics coach. So that world of sort of movement was very comfortable for me. And I did that for many years. I was a trainer for many years after university. And then I went back to school to become a registered holistic nutritionist. 
and realized that while I did get a good education in terms of how to work with clients once I had them, there was a whole other side of being successful as a nutritionist that I had no idea about. And I had to really come to terms with the fact that I was completely clueless as to how to never mind even get clients, but how to set my business up. What financials do I need? Like, do I need a website? Do I not need a website? Like, do I need to incorporate? Do I not need to incorporate? Like, there was so much that I didn't know because, again, my background was, you know, yes, I went to university. I have a degree in applied human sciences, which is humanities, right? It's coaching. And I was a trainer. So I didn't get any of that education. And I realized very quickly after working with a handful of clients that the model that I was taught, the model to sell time, right? 60-minute sessions for $150. That was not actually going to set me up for success. I knew that I wanted to have kids. I knew that I wanted to have kids young. I knew that I wanted to be a very present mom. That's one of the reasons why I became a trainer is because I realized I could do it sort of early mornings, in the evenings. This was obviously before I had kids. And when I had my daughter, uh, I was 27 and everything changed. And I was like, oh, I can't work every night now. Oh no, like what am I supposed to do here? I can't work from 4 to 9 p.m. every night seeing clients. Like I need to be at home. Um, I want to be at home. So I realized very quickly that that model wasn't going to work for me. I realized that in order for me to be successful, I would quite literally have to sacrifice my family. And I wasn't willing to do that. So I wanted to find a way to be able to have it all. I wanted to find a way to be able to do what I wanted to do, to work with people, to support them because my life was transformed by a naturopath. I wanted to be successful and I also really wanted to be present with my kids. That was really important to me. And so luckily I was working at a gym. I was doing both nutrition and personal training. And so my manager at the time was talking to me about group training because that's how they sell personal training. And she said to me, why can't you sell nutrition the way that we sell PT? And the only answer I could come up with, and I felt dumb saying it, was because that's not how I was taught. It's not a good answer. And she said, well, okay, but can you? And I said, I guess so. I just didn't know how to do it. So that's when I really figured out how to take my knowledge and how to take what I was doing with one-to-one clients and really create a, a, a program. It was called Wow Weight Loss. And that was really just the start of it. That was 2008. So it's been a minute. It's been a minute since I've been doing this. I took everything online in 2011. And we've just been rocking and rolling with it ever since. Amazing. So what made you switch from, you know, you went obviously from individual to group, but then what was the catalyst to move everything online? I still didn't have the freedom that I wanted. So with the group situation, my clinical office was a 45-minute drive. So I was still sort of, I was working with groups, but I was still working with groups where I had to commute 
where I had to make sure that I was there at least 20 minutes before the group. You know, I'm not going to walk through the door and walk into the group. So it was still extra time that I wasn't being paid for, right? I'm commuting. I'm not being paid for. I'm having to leave my home. I'm having to find, you know, childcare or whatever. And it was still not scalable because certain rooms only fit certain amount of people. So I didn't want to have to spend the money. Like I'm not going to rent a room to put a hundred people in the room. That's not feasible. Right. And then you need like microphones and you need like all of this stuff. And so I wanted to do something where I could quite honestly work from a laptop wherever I wanted to be able to be at my kid's swim class and be doing work. I wanted to, and I know some people are like, oh, you know, you should be present. I'm not, I don't need to be present when they're in the pool with, you know, the swim teacher. I don't need that. For me, that's a decision, right? I don't need yeah, to yeah, for sure. watch every soccer game and whatnot. Um, and so I realized that there was a huge opportunity online. Obviously, it was 2011. So this was before you know, it became very accessible to be online. And I wanted to be able to grow my business. And it was very, I found it very difficult to grow offline because of the geographic area, people driving, because of the size restraints of the rooms that I would need to rent. The, you know, the AV equipment, I, I can't hear you in the back. Like, please talk louder, you know? Yeah. And I knew also too that I, I should help more people. I think that was the biggest thing for me was I knew that what I was doing was helping, but it was helping people in the vicinity of the location that I was working out of and not 10, you know, 10 miles beyond it. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have big impact. I always had known that I wanted to be able to serve others. And so I, I was like, let's try this. Let's try this whole digital product at the time. That's what it was, you know, digital product thing. Okay. So, you know, lots of healthcare providers want to create online programs. They want to create, you know, what's often termed a side hustle or passive income, which we all know that nothing is passive. It takes a ton of work, but that you can create programs that bring you revenue on an ongoing basis uh, where you don't have to be there live. So uh, you say there's four types of online programs. So tell us about those four types and where would someone start? Yeah. So I think it's really important because I speak to a lot of practitioners and coaches, a lot, thousands. And one of the things I always ask them is I said, you know, if you, could you explain to me what an online program is? If you could, you know, like, do you even know what it is? And they, most of the time they're like, no. Um, so an online program is an offering that is inclusive of certain things, right? So the program itself is comprised of client onboarding. It's comprised of your methodology. It includes some type of coaching or not. It could include some type of community aspect or not. Having an online program really means that you put together an offering that is inclusive of A, B, C, and D. And so what we found was that some practitioners, specifically the licensed and regulated ones, and some coaches wanted to continue to offer one-to-one sessions. And they couldn't 
conceptually understand how that would be possible with, quote unquote, a group program. And so the way that I sort of describe it is your methodology is your methodology and anyone can start and stop your methodology at any given time. It is not dependent on a start date. It's not dependent on a stop date. Anybody can enroll into your offering at any given time. And they can get started at any given time. Then you get to decide the level of support that you will include in that offering. So you might have a person on a, on an enrollment call who has massive contraindications, who's on medication, who, you know, needs more monitoring, needs more one on one, or you might be a licensed or regulated professional where you are legally bound to provide a certain number of one-to-one sessions for that person within your province or in your state, right? The way that we were all taught was that we sell one-on-one sessions and then we are reactive to the client or the patient in the moment. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is setting up a protocol, is setting up a methodology that the person, the prospect, is going to enroll into because that offering, that inclusive offering solves their particular problem, right? And so they want to enroll into your offering because they have that problem. And then you get to decide, okay, because you are, you need more monitoring, you're on medication, whatever the case may be, you're going to enroll into my VIP offering which is inclusive of the onboarding and it is inclusive of the methodology and you get access to the community and you're going to get, you're going to work with me personally and we're going to have six one-on-one sessions, right? So that the client patient gets access to the content hub. They start going through your modules and you do an intake. And then two weeks later you do, you start your sessions, but your sessions aren't reactive. Your sessions are coaching. Your sessions are accountability. Hey, how did the first two modules go, right? Did you follow the action steps that I put into those modules? Yes or no? And you are literally coaching them through executing your methodology, right? So that's option number one, which is like a high touch one-to-one support. Option number two is just group coaching, right? So they're going to enroll into the program and you're going to have, we call it community coaching. You're going to have community coaching every Tuesday at 2 p.m. where anybody who is in the program is going to come and they're going to ask questions regardless of whether they are, where they are in that program. So you'll have people who have just started. You'll have people who are in the middle. You'll have people who are just ending. And it's amazing because now you are creating an actual community right? So that's option number two, which is community coaching. Then option number three is the fusion method, which is where we fuse together one-to-one and community coaching. So this would be for somebody who really wants the like full shebang, the full support, where they're going to get X number of one-to-one calls with you and they will get access to the weekly group coaching. And then the last one is self-guided. So this is specifically for practitioners and coaches who have created the online program who have the content hub but are not legally allowed to work with anyone outside of their province or state, but they can sell an educational sort of do-it-yourself program where there's zero support whatsoever. There's no community. There is no interaction with you. You are not allowed to, you are legally not allowed 
to work with this person if you were licensed or regulated outside of your state or province. And so this way, it would be no different than you creating a book and selling it, right? They're buying an educational program. There's no prescriptive language at all. Um, and uh, this way, you are able to still impact people. Um, and we call that self-guided. So they're basically guiding themselves through your educational program. Um, and those are the four types. And so this way, regardless of one-to-one or group or no contact, you have taken your knowledge, you have taken your expertise, you have taken your wisdom and your personal experience, and you have now turned it into a methodology that the person who has that problem can go through and get relief and find the solution, um, on demand, basically. So let's say a listener, you know, they're ready to start their program. They've decided, okay, I want to do the fusion option. In my experience, I think you'd agree if we're going to roll out anything new, a new offering, new service, we need to be very specific and niche in the topic that we are uh, presenting on or coaching on Mm -hmm. or teaching on. Uh, whatever problem we're solving. So how would you recommend uh, that someone go through that process to choose their topic, right? Because as healthcare providers, we have lots that we could teach and coach on. So how do you recommend they start? Yeah. So I think it's just, it's, it's a series of questions. It's thinking about it in terms of an area of specialization. I know niching is really popular, but I think for practitioners and coaches, niching is still too broad almost. So I like to think of it is what area do you specialize in? Um, I was on a call, one of our coaching calls today with a naturopath and she had just started working with us. And we were chatting about it and I said to her, you know, what lights you up? Like what jazzes you up? And she's like, I can talk about anything. And I was like, okay, think about the last three or four clients that you loved working with. You know, what did you help them achieve? And so that's a really good way to think about it. If you could work with any type of client, what is the client's personality and what is what is the complaint that you want to help get rid of, right? I think about it like that. Like, what is the complaint when somebody comes to you and they say, you know, I'm having hot flashes or I can't get rid of my acne or, you know, whatever it is, right? And you're like, I am determined to help you, right? We all, even if we've been doing this for 20 years, I still have a fire in my stomach. You know, when, when, when I hear a naturopath or a health coach or a life coach or a speech therapist or a massage therapist comes to me and they're like, they have this idea, I get excited because I know the possibility. I've been doing this for since 2011, right? A long time. This is all I talk about. I don't do anything else. Um, and I still get really excited. So there has to be something that lights you up, right? And if there isn't, I wouldn't do it. (laughs) Because going online is not, (laughs) like, honestly, if you're just like, no, I need a break, take a break. You know, like, you can get burnt out. Like, that's fine. Because creating an online program and going online is not an overnight quick fix solution. 
Yeah. Right. I think that's really important to talk about because, um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, I think there's a lot of pressure for healthcare providers Mm -hmm. to, you know, try to figure out this passive income thing. And so if your catalyst for creating an online program is just because of that, because you want to make some more money or you're feeling burnt out and you want to do something easier, pause because you you will be entering into something that yep. will take a lot of energy. Yep. And I just, there is no such thing as passive income unless this is the only way that it's passive. After three years of running traffic or lead gen to some type of, whether it's organic or paid, to some type of marketing event that that converts into some type of online course where you have no interaction and the webinar is automated and the course is fully automated and you have no interaction. And the only thing that you need to do is monitor the ads. That's passive. That takes about two years of full-time effort to get going. That's the only way that it's passive. So I I like I get my back up when people are like passive income. I'm like, it's a myth. Yes. There's no I such hate, thing. I hate that term. I yeah, can't like stand I, it. I get so upset because it's just yeah. such a lie and it's yeah. so untrue. Cause even if it's organic, you're still having to create content every day. And the minute yeah. you stop creating content, your audience tanks. And everything that you've, like, I could go on and on about it. Anyway, I won't get exactly. off. I won't derail us, but yeah. it's a myth. It's a lie. There's no such thing. However, what I will say and what I do feel strongly about are rinse and repeat systems. This is what I teach. This is how I've built my business as a single mom. I've been a single mom since I literally started. Um, my kids are 15 and uh, 12. My son was born when I started this. So I have built what I have built while being a single mom. And the way that I've built it is not through passive income because that doesn't exist. It's through rinse and repeat systems and having an online program. And and that is what I will say is rinse and repeat systems in the sense of marketing, right? Not having to come up with new social media content all the time, knowing what works, right? Pushing people to certain marketing strategies and marketing systems that I literally run on repeat. I rinse and repeat the same emails. I rinse and repeat the same social. Like I do it over and over again. And that is what gives me time freedom. That is what allows me to, you know, go be present, have a four day work week, which we have the rinse and repeat systems and the operational efficiency that we can execute because we keep it very simple. And we just keep pushing everybody into one offer. Exactly. So let's talk about the business side of it. If someone, okay, they've got their content, they're, you know, they've got their expertise, they're ready to coach on it. How do they design their ideal online business? What are those key points? Mm. So that's a really big question. (laughs) Um, That's like a huge, huge question. You know, your ideal business should be designed based around your ideal life. I think so many people design the business and then get stuck in having to run the kind of business that they never really wanted. So I would think about, you know, there's the saying, you know, dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have, right? Build the business for the way that you want it to be, not the way that it is. Nobody told me that. 
I would have done things very differently um, from the start. So, you know, what time do you want to start work? What time do you want to end work? Right? Do you want to work on weekends? Do you not want to work on weekends? Do you not want to have coaching calls at night? Don't have coaching calls at night. Right? People will adapt. 100% they will. There's enough evidence from those of us who don't do any coaching calls at night that people will adapt. Right? Yep. Do you want to do a podcast? Do you, like, what do you like to do? Figure that out first. Stop listening to all the gurus on social media who are telling you that you need to do X, Y, and Z and figure out what you like to do and what feels the easiest for you and something that you can commit to. So for me, I can commit to writing content. That's what I commit to. I like writing. I don't like filming video. It's painful for me and I only do it once a month. Because if I had to film content and do all of the reels and everything every day, I wouldn't like my job. I just wouldn't like it. It would feel hard and not good. So I write all the content. That's part of my job. And I coach the clients. So what do you like to do? Because that's you have to go with your strengths and optimize those because that's how you're going to grow. And you might choose to have to work more at the beginning in order to get to the ideal. And that's okay. But you can absolutely start the way that you, you're going to finish and, you know, pivot and optimize it as you grow it. So for us, we drive traffic, paid traffic to lead magnets. And I like running live marketing events. So we do one or two marketing events, whether it's like a webinar or a five-day course or something live with our audience every single month. I book calls, I enroll them into my program. We coach them. That's it. We don't, we like to keep it as low tech as possible. We don't have different evergreen webinars running. We don't do a whole bunch of like many chat things. We like to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah, I agree with you. That's our style too for coaching. It's like there's one, two, maybe three options at a, any given time. It's a simple process. One, two, three, you're getting support. Yep. What would you say to that provider professional who's starting out with their first course or first program that they're creating online? What's that advice you would give them the first time they get stuck and they feel like, uh, I just, is this too hard? I don't know what to do next. I, mm. it's going to flop. You know, what's, yeah. what's that piece of advice? Yeah. So I would just say, honestly, get used to it and just continue on. Like, yeah. <laughs> I agree like, with you. <laughs> it's an, I don't know. Like, get I don't know. Like, <laughs> honestly, get used to it and just continue on. Try like, harder. I think, you know, we laugh about this. We have a, we have a, like a fun saying in my, in my mastermind with my high level clients. We're like, just go dead inside. Like, you kind of just got to go dead inside a little. Like, I know it's a little morbid. So I'll speak for myself. I am a highly sensitive person. I feel everything. So of course, a failure for me cuts like horrible, right? It hurts my heart. It like disrupts my nervous system. Like it destroys my digestive system for days. Like when a client complains, I have like, you know, it literally messes up my digestive system. And so my goal very early on was to learn how to have feelings and acknowledge my feelings and not 
not have feelings about it, but to not allow my feelings to run the show. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here. I would be in some type of honest to God treatment center, not being able to cope in the world because we are A, running businesses, B, the mental load of running a business and working with clients. And if you have a family, like it's a lot, right? It's a lot. And, and so you're going, you are going to come up against different challenges, different bottlenecks, people that don't like you. You become the villain in other people's stories. Like this is a given. Like I can guarantee you, I can't guarantee you'll become a millionaire, but I can guarantee that if you start to go online and if you start to show up, all of those things will happen at some point, whether you become a millionaire or not. I guarantee it because you're starting a business and those things are very normal. And so the goal is to become resilient. The goal is to have rituals and supports in place to support your stress levels, to support your nervous system, to support your digestive system. Because you could take everything to heart and you won't last long if you do. Because there are a lot of things that you could take to heart, especially within, I would say, the first three years, because it is a it is a learning curve. And and at the same time, you will look back and go, oh my gosh, I am so glad I did this. I love who I am. I would never have become this person had I not continued to move forward and take action despite all of the struggle. Yeah, I agree 100%. And I always say like when people are feeling really, really stuck or feeling like, well, of course, that imposter syndrome, we all get it. It's like as entrepreneurs, we have to be brave. We have to be Mm -hmm. scared and just do it anyway. Because Mm -hmm. in reality, if we don't do it, someone else will. Yep. Yep. So why not us? Yep. And if we don't do it, if you, if you don't do it, the nagging in your brain will be just as painful as those. And if, and it will last forever. And it's worse than the embarrassment or mistakes that you'll make putting the wrong link on social media or, you know, some anonymous person making a dumb comment on, you know, your Instagram or whatever the case may be. That wondering and that regret does not go away. Yeah. Lori, it's been just a pleasure chatting with you. I feel like we could talk for hours. We really um, see the world in a similar way. Lori, you have a free quiz that you'd love to tell everyone about. Yes. So if you're wondering which type of online program would work best for you, um, we do have a quiz that walks you through in depth the four types. There's some bonus content there. And then based on the answers to the quiz, we give you the best type that would be um, good for you to get started with with your online program. So we have that quiz on my website. You can go to thewellnessbusinesshub.com. It's right on the site. Um, it's also on my Instagram, which is at Lori Kennedy Inc. Lori spelled L O R I Kennedy, like the president, I N C. And it's available in both places. So you can go and take it. It's a really fun quiz. It's about two minutes long and it gives you personalized results. Amazing. Lori, thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you for having me. 
Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. By the way, I love hearing from listeners. Please send me an email at Kendall, K-E-N-D-A-L-L, at wellnesscentercreators.com with your feedback. And if you send me a question, maybe I'll read it on the show, anonymously, of course. Thanks so much again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.